Welcome to English in 10 Minutes, real, unscripted English conversations about people, places, and their stories. After you listen to the episode, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com. Wendy and I are continuing our adventures in Southern Africa, and today we're talking about taking a walking safari in Kruger National Park in South Africa. But before we begin, a reminder that you can get a special discount with italki by going to go.italki.com slash English in 10 minutes. Italki is a convenient and affordable way to reach fluency in English. You can learn from home or while you travel with the italki smartphone app at a time that's convenient for you. Right, so getting on to our walking safari. Mm-hmm. That was a unique experience for us. It was. We've been on a safari before, uh, where a more typical safari where you're inside some kind of vehicle, like a jeep or a car or a van. But this time we weren't in any vehicle. We were walking and we were actually there, part of the landscape, right there face-to-face with the animals. And it was a completely different experience. Right, so Kruger National Park is one of the most famous parks in all of Africa. And so one of the things that they offer as an activity is what's called a wilderness trail. And that's what we did. And so on the wilderness trail, you have a, it's a three night trip uh, with two full days and then parts of two other days. And the point of it is to walk around the park. And like you said, that's different from driving around the park uh, in a lot of ways. And so we just thought that that would be something a little bit different. Um, as everybody knows, we really like walking and hiking, and so we just thought this would be a unique way to experience the park, to, to interact with the animals, and it was really fabulous. It was something that we're really glad that we did. Definitely. There are so many small details that you can't see from a car. Uh, you can only really see them when you, know, you get down on the ground and, and you're walking there on the savanna. So... Yeah, just the plants, the insects, the bones of some of the animals who have died there, um, the dung <laughs> of the that the animals have left behind, which doesn't necessarily sound like something you want to see, but we had wonderful guides who explained all of this stuff to us, and it was fascinating, and we learned so much. Yeah, so what they tell you at the beginning when you're starting to walk is that it's not about seeing the big five, which is what everybody wants to do when they go on these game drives. Um, it's about yeah, learning about the way that the animals live and the way that the ecosystem operates. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's true that you don't see as many animals when you're walking as you do when you're driving. But when you do see them, you're on a level playing field with them because you're walking and they're walking. Mm-hmm. And so somehow I think it's more thrilling to Mm -hmm. see them, even if it's from a further distance than it is when you're in a a Jeep or one of these safari vehicles, like you mentioned. Uh, Because when you're in the, when you're in a vehicle, there's always that kind of barrier that you're looking out at the animals and, and it, you know, it's, it's nothing like a zoo, but it, it, it does have a tiny bit of that feeling. But when you're just on foot and they're on foot and you're looking face to face with them, it's, it's really thrilling. It is. Um, but like you said, it's not just about seeing the animals. It's about all the things that you learn all, along the way. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, when you're in a vehicle, it's just about looking. Mm-hmm. You look, you take your photos, you move on. You look, you take your photos, you move on. Um, but here, when you're walking, yeah, you have more time if you have good guides like we had. Uh, and they explain all this stuff to you. And, yeah, it, it's, it's a really different experience and a really great experience, I think. 
So there's a few uh, interesting examples that we can talk about. You mentioned the dung. Mm -hmm. uh, you wouldn't think that that would be interesting, but it was. <laughs> and so one of the first um, piles of dung that we saw was from a rhinoceros. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Julius, our guide, explained all sorts of things to us. So the rhino, the, the alpha male rhino, will dig this hole and deposit his dung in the hole. And it's a way to mark out his territory. And then what he does is he steps on the dung after he's, he's done it and he has these cracks in the bottom of his feet or his uh, hooves. And then as he walks away from the dung, uh, basically the, the dung gets lodged in these cracks and as he walks away and walks around that area, some of it falls out and that's a way that he can extend the marking of his territory. And so there's a lot of battles apparently between different groups of rhinos or different um, adult male rhinos and this is one way that you can mark your territory. And so that was really fascinating just to, to understand all of this information just from looking at a pile of rhino dung. Yeah. Um, I don't know how long you want to keep talking about dung, but uh, one other dung that I thought was really interesting was the hyena dung. And it's very distinctive. You can recognize it right away because it's a bright white color. And of course, most dung is a much darker color, but this really is bright white. And that's because of all the bones that they eat, because hyenas are scavengers, so they will eat the carcasses that have left been left behind by the lions and leopards and other predators. So they they eat bones, which have a lot of calcium in them, and then that goes out in their dung, and then the dung has a lot of calcium in it, and other animals will come and eat the hyena dung because they know that it has calcium and, and that that's a nutrient that they need. So I thought that was fascinating. Right, it's kind of almost like chalk. You can yeah. you, you can pick it up and and it just kind of crumbles in your in your hand like that. Uh, so yeah, lots of interesting stories about dung. Um, like you said, you also see bones, and you can also hear the animals. A couple of times we heard lions. Uh, we didn't see any lions while we were walking, um, but we did see quite a lot of other things. Especially on the second day of walking, we saw some more things. We were very close to some rhinos, uh, and we were close to some elephants. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, as I said, that was really amazing to be so close on foot. Uh, obviously, the guards are armed, or our rangers. And we had two rangers who were with us, and they were armed just in case uh, something happens. But uh, nothing bad happened. We didn't get chased by lions or anything like that. Um, but they're there for, for safety. And so what we thought was on the two full days, we would have a walk in the morning, and then you come back for lunch, and then you have a walk in the afternoon. Uh, but it turns out that they offered us a chance to do a normal game drive in the afternoon to kind of complement the walk. And so that's what we did on both of those days. So we walked for quite a long time in the morning. The first day we walked for about five hours. Second day, a little bit less, maybe three and a half hours. And then they took us on a, on a game drive in the afternoon. And so this combination of these two things was really perfect. It was. Because, yeah, as we said before, you don't usually get as close to the animals when you're walking as you do when you're driving. Yeah, ironically, they are more afraid of you when you're on foot, uh, even though you probably feel more, much more protected when you're in a car. But uh, they don't really see you as a human when you're in a car. They just see the car itself. And in their experience, cars don't hurt them, whereas humans on foot have hunted them for hundreds or thousands of years. So they've learned to be afraid of humans on foot and not afraid of cars. So, yes, there are definitely advantages to both, to walking 
walking and to going on a game drive or safari drive. And yeah, to have that combination really gave us the complete picture and the full package. And on the first afternoon of the drive, we saw everything. It was unbelievable. Mm. Um, so the big five, which everybody talks about uh, in Africa, are lions, leopards, rhinos, elephants, and buffalo. Mm -hmm. And so we saw all of those five very close up, mm -hmm. all five of them very close. Mm -hmm. um, so we had a lion walking right alongside our uh, Jeep, mm -hmm. which was this incredible, literally two meters away. Yeah. He was staring right into my eyes. That was something I will never forget. And then the other amazing experience that afternoon was the leopard, because we had heard you know because the the guides are on the radio or that when they pass other cars they might ask people what they've seen and so there was this rumor that there was a leopard somewhere nearby and that he had eaten an impala and taken impala up a tree because that's what leopards do and so we we saw the the carcass of the impala and the leopard was in the distance resting having just eaten a big meal and so we went we, we saw it from a distance but not really and so we went on our way we saw the lion and then we by the time we came back it was nighttime, and the guide said oh let's just uh shine a, a light into the trees here where the leopard around where the leopard was and see if we can see it and suddenly the leopard was just right there mm -hmm. standing on a branch maybe 15 20 meters away from from where we were and uh and that was really something as well it was. We had never seen a leopard that close before. As I mentioned before, we have been on safari in Kenya several years ago, and we did see a leopard up in a tree, but very far away, and this time it was really close. Right. So that was our, our great animal experience uh, in South Africa, and uh, now we're moving on to Swaziland. We are. listening to English in 10 Minutes. To download a worksheet for this episode, including the most useful vocabulary and a full transcript of the conversation, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com.